0: Welcome to the Mind Your OT Business Podcast, where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura Park Figueroa. Ready to take action? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. This is the first in a long time of a solo episode in which i am going to share the honest feedback that i received after hosting the therapy in the great outdoors training retreat this was the first time that i offered an in person training at a retreat center in the contigo approach the connection and transformation in the great outdoors approach that i developed in my private practice and i had people fill out a not an anonymous survey, a google form after the training because any time that we want to learn and grow, we need to be open to getting some constructive criticism from our customers who were the awesome therapists who attended this retreat. So the important thing that I learned is that you need to give space at an in-person event for people to actually give you the feedback while you're there. Because despite the fact that I sent two emails, I only got 14 people who returned the, the survey. So really, I only have about half the people that were there who actually filled out the survey online. So this data, I'm taking statistics this semester, this data may not be statistically significant. However, it is good feedback for me. And I think as business owners, we really need to be open to hearing not just what people say to our faces, what our customers say to our faces, which is always going to be positive because people in general don't like to give negative feedback in person, right? But to also offer ways for our customers to tell us honestly how they feel from their heart. And I will say that, everyone was kind, of course, but there definitely was feedback that I would not have known had I not asked people to give me the feedback. So my husband said I shouldn't share this stuff with you guys. And I said, the whole point of my podcast is to be honest. So I'm going to share even the things that were negative that people said that were negative. So here goes. I'm going to start with what went well, we're going to use the reflective practice questions that I'm always talking about what went well, what went wrong, what could be done differently next time. So I wouldn't say anything really went wrong during the retreat, but I do think there are things that I would change for next time. So we'll talk about those in a bit. So what went well? The retreat center was awesome. The food, the lodging, the meeting room, the outdoor space, everything was beautiful and just great. The biggest complaint people had about the retreat center was that there was a drain in a bathroom that didn't drain very well after four women were showering for a few days. So... That's minor compared to how awesome the place was. The other thing that went so well and filled my heart with so much joy and gratitude at this retreat was the people. It was just an amazing group of therapists that all came together, and I can't even describe to you the feeling of being in a room with 26 people who are like-minded around a certain topic that they are passionate about and really interested in learning about. And I think what I walked away from this retreat knowing deep in my heart is that there will never be, never be a time when in-person connections are not important to our human existence and our human learning. I know there are lots of people right now saying you know you can have just as close of a friendship online as you can with someone in person but I think that's limited. I'm not sure if I agree with that because you cannot replace an actual hug or eye contact or body language or the flow of discussion the way that it happens in a room full of people in an online forum. You just you just can't. There's there's no way to do that in an online forum. I hope technology will eventually make it to where you can, but I don't think that a Facebook group or an online group or a Google Hangout is the exact same as being in a room physically with people and engaging in discussion and learning together in an in-person space. And so I really feel strongly that we there, there may be more of a market for these in-person retreats as we move more digital, right? As we move more into these online worlds where we're having relationships and discussion and conversation, yes, we should be doing that as OTs. I think that's important. But there's also a place for these in-person connections because people are going to crave that more and more and more as we become more digitally connected. I think it's only because going to become a greater need for us as humans, at least in our lifetime. So that was my big takeaway. And I felt so full of gratitude at the end of the retreat and thankful to all of you who came and really, you know, believed that I was going to provide valuable content for you. Um, so I'm thankful in your and I appreciate your trust and just how much you taught me during these few days we had together. Other positive things were the skills that we did like fort building, knife skills, um, hanging a tree swing. All of those were very highly rated by people as very practical information that they wanted from the retreat. People complimented the organization of content. They liked that there were resources there. Um, They liked videos and, and stories that we shared about the approach in the presentations People loved the last day, which was a business Q&A, essentially, about running a nature-based practice, and I actually think that could be a whole weekend retreat, and I have kind of little seeds growing in my mind of how to host an entrepreneur weekend there, you know, for three days to work on our businesses, maybe not even nature-based businesses, but that would be so fun. Um and yeah, I, the other thing that went really well is that the, we had it video recorded, and there were videographers there, and they really kind of seamlessly blended in, and I hope didn't make it feel um, like a production to people. It, we still had the ability to share in an intimate space, but that the, the videographers were kind of in the background, and I thought that worked out really well. That was kind of my reflection. I'll read some of the positive feedback from people's um, forms. The connection to theory and evidence to support this model of practice was my favorite part of the retreat. The foundational support to the approach was deep, professional, and supported. I was not expecting that level of backup to the use of this approach. I realized it doesn't seem as hard to do as I have been making it in my head. Let's see. There's some more here. I'm going to save one really good one for the end of the podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to read that one right now. I enjoyed how you shared your entrepreneur brain moments throughout our discussions. So this is really interesting because this will lead into the what went wrong discussion. So one person said, I enjoyed how you shared your entrepreneur brain moments throughout our discussions. One of the negative comments I received was that the presentation, let me find it so I read it exactly as it was written. This was a what went wrong. So we're moving into the what went wrong now. At times, it felt very salesy. This one is hard to explain, but it's a feeling I have reflecting on the presentations. So I wasn't sure about this comment because um, this this person, and again, these are all anonymous, so I have no idea who these people are um, when they fill out the form. I'm not collecting emails or anything. Um, but the salesy thing was really surprising to me because I wonder... I didn't sell anything there. I didn't even have my books for sale. I gave my books free to people when they registered. So I'm not sure I'm not sure what I was selling. There are a few moments that I, I've really reflected on this this comment a lot because when I read it, I was really surprised by it. And so I've reflected back and try to think what was salesy, what would have been considered salesy about the presentation. And I think the same way that one person said on the positive that they liked me sharing their my entrepreneur brain moments because people might share something and I'm like ooh that would be a good business idea or, or whatever. Um, I wonder if the way people interpreted that, or maybe this person who thought it was salesy, maybe as OTs and and there were other professions there too, but maybe as OTs were not. We're not used to thinking with a business brain, right? We're used to thinking about helping people, how to really make a difference in the lives of the people that we're serving. And I wonder if what one person interpreted as, you know, my entrepreneurial brain, another person interpreted as quote unquote salesy. And, you know, there's only one other point during the retreat when I did mention something that that may have been considered salesy at the end we were discussing some wrap up questions and how to how to continue our education going forward and what resources and supports people need and there was someone mentioned setting up a Facebook group just for the the people who attended the retreat and in that discussion i made a clarifying comment that at this point in my career i can't I can't commit to showing up somewhere on a regular basis unless I'm being reimbursed for it, unless it's something that I'm doing in my business, just because I'm spread so thin right now with school and running my business and doing this podcast and all of that. So I don't know if maybe that was considered salesy. Like I, I was kind of saying that I'd be happy to offer a group coaching model, but that I can't promise that I will be in a Facebook group all the time to answer questions was all I was trying to clarify there. Um... And I don't know what else during the retreat would have been considered salesy because um, I just don't know. And so the the interesting thing in gathering this feedback and especially this one comment was that I, I really as a business owner in this process of of reflecting on the retreat have realized that you're you're never gonna please everyone, right? You're you're never going to be able to do no matter how well you do, you you could you could execute things flawlessly for whatever you're you're doing in your business. And people are always going to have their own interpretation or their own opinion and people are going to come to the retreat being it or or your training or whatever you're offering come to your service as a business owner at different points in their life and having different contextual influences on how they're interacting with your business or your service. And so I really Think as business owners that we need to learn to take feedback in a way that is not personal. So this is the real where the rubber hits the road of growth mindset, right? Growth mindset sounds so great in when you talk about it. Growth mindset. If if you're listening and you don't know what growth mindset is, um, read the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. She is amazing. She's a researcher at Stanford. Her research. Um, publicized and, and popularized this idea of growth mindset and basically growth mindset is the idea that you are not your failure failure is an opportunity for learning it's it's just that you don't know how to do it yet if you fail it's an opportunity for learning it does it is not a reflection on who you are as a person that you're horrible or dumb or stupid or whatever if you fail at something or if you get constructive criticism like in this in this instance, a growth mindset would dictate that you would see that as an opportunity for learning. So growth mindset, that all sounds really great, right? That sounds like so happy and oh, we learn from our failure. And I even call them fail learns to remind me to learn from my failure. And yet in practice, it's really hard. It's really hard, you guys. Like when I look at these feedback forms, I get really happy when I read all the happy positive feedback right because it makes me feel great like oh my gosh I helped people and I really influenced their the direction of their career and I helped them see that nature-based practice is a great thing to do and I gave them tools to do it and I just really was so great but then when you get the negative feedback like being salesy or or there were a few other things which I'll talk about in a bit um, it, it's really hard to not have that reflect the same way on you like Oh, I did something wrong. I should have done this differently. Why didn't I know that? What did I do that was salesy and kind of obsess on it and and worry about it, right? So it's really important that as business owners, we go through this process and I am not there yet. I'm not there yet where I can just take constructive criticism and not have it emotionally impact me. I mean, I read this feedback and had a very real sympathetic nervous system response. I felt my stomach drop, I felt my heart rate go up. I I felt kind of not nauseated, but you know, just the butterflies in your stomach like, oh my gosh, like someone wasn't happy or whatever. And it's hilarious because 99% of the feedback about the training retreat was positive. I mean, I don't I don't remember out of 14 people who I think there were like nine people who gave it a 10 on rating their overall experience at the retreat or something like that. So I don't have the exact data in front of me. But, um, but it, you know, overwhelmingly, everyone gave it a seven and up. Overwhelmingly, the most res- the most common response rating the overall experience was a 10, followed closely by nine, and then there were a few sevens and eights. So overwhelmingly, the the feedback was positive, except all I do is focus on that negative, right? All I do is focus on... How was I salesy? What should I have done differently? Why did I sound salesy? What was it? So I think just I'm I'm sharing this because I feel like it's useful. I hope it's helpful to all of you as business owners to know that um, we're never going to please everyone, and to take feedback as a way to grow rather than feeling bad about it, you know, and feeling like um, it's something about who you are as a person. I do hope that everyone that attended the retreat, and it seemed pretty obvious in the responses they gave knows that my intention was to help them you know it it wasn't about me I was I was trying to help them start their practices and and give them the tools they need to to get started so let's continue our discussion of what went wrong so besides that comment about salesy there were a few comments about um let's see Oh, people wanted more small group discussion, and that is something I will absolutely be doing on future retreats As I heard that more than once in the feedback that people wanted more small group discussion because there was a lot of large group sharing and, and talking, but people who are more introverted maybe didn't feel comfortable talking in front of a group of 26 people. There were several people also who mentioned wanting space to kind of have time to plan next steps, create an action plan going forward of what they need to do next, the retreat is so short. You know, I tried to keep it short because I wanted it to be accessible to people who needed to take time off work. But also, I think that limited how much time we had to actually um, do a lot of the more small group and and um, planning for future um, application of things that you learned at the retreat. Um, I did want to address one person mentioned the price. So one person said, you know, the price tag was steep. Um and I think I I have to be honest that I disagree with that. Um, I feel like it was an all inclusive price, so you got your meals and your lodging, and the content and the training supplies, like some materials that I gave to people. And this time, I think we, I think the the price was fourteen ninety seven, so just under fifteen hundred dollars. Um, and the the lodging was was a at least a third of that, that I had to pay for each person's lodging. So, um, I, I, I do feel like the content that we provided justified the price because you're, you're not going to get, um, this kind of training at a, at a lower price. When I looked at the way I priced it was I looked at forest school trainings. Um, like what do, what do teacher trainings for forest schools charge? Um, Usually those those trainings are uh, multiple weeks long or they may be a week and then they you come back another week the next year or whatever to do a level two or something like that. And so I priced it very competitively for what um, what other similar trainings for teachers are, are going for. Next year we will have to raise the price a little bit because the retreat center is raising their prices for cost of living increase. So um, it's not going to be much more, but I do want to just say that I, I tried to price it appropriately for the value that we were offering for people. Other negatives, another another comment about price, sort of. So um, someone mentioned, you know, wanting business coaching and saying that, you know, Laura's rate of 150 an hour is steep. I also want to say that, you know, that is what my time is worth to me at this point in my career and what I feel like my expertise justifies and so um and also if you if you do buy a package you get it for 135 so I feel like that's a fair price for business co- coaching and it's a price I have paid for business coaching I've paid more than that for business coaching so I would encourage you though if you feel like you need business coaching And you can't afford to pay someone, which that's all relative, right? Because sometimes if you pay someone, you make more money because you move your business forward faster. But if you can't do that, I encourage people at the retreat to find someone that's at a a similar place in business as you and have monthly calls where you hold each other accountable to what you want to do in your business. That is totally free. And has been a huge help to me in my growth and development as a business owner. I have a friend I talk to once a month. And we talk for an hour or two about our businesses. And and we stay really focused on our business. And so there are ways that you can get the accountability of a business coach for free. If you reach out to like-minded business owners who are kind of at the same place as you. And just commit, you know, make sure both of you commit to spending the time together to really talk about next steps and what you're going to do in the next month to move your business forward. So I think you can make a lot of progress for free as long as you have an accountability partner. So that might be an option if you if you can't afford to pay a business coach at this point in the development of your business. Okay, I'm really hesitant to share this last kind of constructive criticism feedback because it it hit home in a way that was really hard for me so one one of the people who wrote some constructive criticism on their form said what OKOT? what Out, outdoor kids ot that's my business does in the woods is too similar to what i do in the clinic this is not a negative comment again they're being kind and thoughtful right and giving this constructive criticism just a reflection on my burnout and wanting something totally different. For me, some of the stories and videos about the kids were the exact same things I do every day and I felt kind of bored during those times. Again, I think this is really more a reflection on how burned out I am, maybe an OT and or pediatrics altogether. So this comment made me really sad. One, because I want people to feel excited about their career and burnout is real and is hard and I would hope that what we do at Outdoor Kids OT and what the Contigo approach brings to children is very different than what we offer them in the clinic space, even though, yes, it's therapy. So we work outdoors with kids, but yes, we're also doing therapy. So, so many of the therapeutic approaches that we use in an indoor space also apply outdoors. And I think the reason that this comment hit home for me is because i really want the contigo approach to be very different than what we do in an indoor setting even though it will have the foundations of therapy like assessment and, and planning intervention and using a theory and all of those things we should be doing in good therapy but i do want to in the future incorporate more nature connection into the contigo approach. I feel like at this retreat we did a lot about the theory. We did a lot of hands-on learning about activities you can do with children outdoors to give people kind of the skills they need to start to that sorry to start taking kids outdoors into nature and do therapy sessions. But I felt like there wasn't enough time, and I want to figure out a way to integrate this more fully into further future retreats. I didn't feel like there was enough time to really focus on the nature connection piece. And I want to figure out how to make that a bigger part of future retreats. Like how do we really foster nature connection in kids and harness the benefits of nature connection to augment our therapy outcomes? Because that's ultimately what we want to do with the Contigo approach is to partner with nature to help the kids make developmental gains. So, yeah, so that comment was was hard for me to read because I really wanted the approach to be like this new and innovative thing that's totally amazing and just changes my life, which it did for some people. I'll read some comments in a bit to end on a positive note. But um, but I just yeah, that comment really hit home for me because it is something I struggle with and really wanting to build more nature connection into what we do at Outdoor Kids OT. So I am thankful to whoever wrote that because it, it did kind of highlight that need in my own mind and heart as well. Okay, I'm going to close with my positive comments, even though in our reflective practice questions, it goes, what went well, what went wrong, what will be done differently next time? So I am going to make changes. I hope that's been clear um, throughout this discussion of the feedback I got. I'm going to make some changes, but overall, the general structure of the, retreat, of the retreat got very positive feedback. And I think we'll make small changes. But in general, it went really well. And I'm, I'm really happy with that. So I want to read the most positive feedback I got to end on to, to end on a good note, because this is like the what we usually do in the podcast is what's going so well in your business right now that you don't want to change. Um, so I, I want to end on a positive note. So one person on tell us what your favorite part of the retreat was wrote, how much can I type in this space? I was seriously blown away, all capitals, by this training. I've always loved going to CE Continue ed classes and have been very impressed by a few that I've been to in the past, but this honestly put those to shame easily, hands down. The preparation, the content, the swag, I gave everyone a little gift bag of some supplies so I think that's what they were referring to everything was fantastic because I'd been listening to your podcast prior to the training I felt like the content you produce and share was highly valuable and worth listening to so I had very high expectations coming into the retreat not once did I feel like I was being pitched anything but that you truly just wanted to share what you knew and had learned over time I agree there's no problem with making money off what we do as professionals slash entrepreneurs And I feel like I've been given way more value than we paid for. So even if you'd thrown in a sales pitch at the end, I wouldn't have been upset in the least. All my expectations were met and everything I had hoped to get out of this training retreat, I did. And then more. I cannot thank you enough. So in summary, everything. Everything was my favorite part. I literally cannot think of anything negative. So that just made my heart. Happy. It it just it's so happy to read positive feedback like that, right? Um, and then the other the other um comment on that same form, which kind of expands a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read all of it because it's long. But um, my goal from this training was to get an idea of one how to run a pediatric practice. Two what activities could be used to work with kids, and three, how to do that in an outdoor setting, which was a brand new concept to me as of about two to three months ago. I was nervous that I wasn't going to get all I was hoping for, like it was way too much to expect out of one training. Having been through the training and reflecting back, it easily met and exceeded every expectation I had. I feel very optimistic about my future as a business owner and outdoor therapist. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you, whoever wrote this, because you really encouraged me and inspired me with these encouraging words. So I should add before we wrap up that if you are interested in coming to a Therapy in the Great Outdoors training retreat in the future, we have tentatively scheduled two dates at this same retreat center in May and September next year. I'm not going to publish those dates yet because they're not finally confirmed by the retreat center, but the deposit has been mailed to them in check form because that's how they like it. They're old school. And if you're interested, you can go to the Mind Your OT Business website, mindyourotbusiness.com. And there is a banner across the top that says pediatric therapist. If you're interested in therapy in the great outdoors, click here. And that'll take you to the registration platform where you can fill out a Google form to express your interest and that form is collecting emails and I will be sending an email out to everyone that has filled out that form to notify you that registration is open when we open it. The nice thing about this next year will be that we'll have the dates well in advance so people can spread the cost out over the course of the year which will make it hopefully a little more feasible for people who are concerned about cost and it will be even better because I'm going to take all this feedback and make it even better for all of you and I just cannot wait. It, this is my favorite thing to do. I feel so alive and so happy when I am in person with people teaching and, and learning together at the retreat in person. So that's it. And I want to remind you that my point in sharing all of this with you guys is to say you're never going to please every single person with whatever you're offering, but we need to learn to like be encouraged by the positive feedback and take the negative feedback as ways that we can be improving in the future, like practicing growth mindset, right? So I hope that you have learned something and I think action steps from this episode should be that if you have a current business, you need to have a way to have your customers give you constructive criticism. If you don't, then develop that this week. That can be your, your baby step. Because remember, it's those small steps that make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business.